big decisions, paths followed, choices made. This is Connections, conversations about life and work. I'm your host, Jim Allen. Two dads talking about gender politics in the workplace. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> uh, hello, Al Saplis. Hey, how you doing? It's been a while. Um, okay, let's say if you were in a company, and, uh, and what would you do if one of your male employees decided to transition to female and showed up dressed with huge fake breasts? That's what happened at a high school in Oakville, Ontario. One of the biggest stories in the world right under our noses. And um, I thought it would be interesting to unpack some of the related issues with a parent, somebody I know, who still has a child in the school. You're in the middle of this, sort of. Yep. How did, how did you get involved? Well, like everyone else, I mean, I saw the initial media coverage and uh, my eyebrows were raised at first thinking that this is some kind of a hoax. And, uh, you know, I had to give my head a shake and uh, drill down on exactly what was happening here. You know, there are times where you just kind of very frequently where we, uh, you know, as citizens, we just kind of say, okay, whatever, let those people fight it out, et cetera. And then there are some cases where you're directly involved and you're like, if I don't get personally involved, then first of all, I'm not going to be true to myself. And secondly, this thing's not going to get resolved in a manner, in a time or manner that I think is appropriate. I wasn't really clear on what the specifics were, uh, but once it became clear to me that this was a teacher that was transitioning that had made the decision to wear these giant fake prosthetic breasts, um, there was a lot of head scratching going on thinking this doesn't seem right from a professionalism and HR policy perspective and um, honestly I thought it would just go away in a week or a couple of days. And maybe it should have. Maybe it, maybe it should have, right? And so uh, uh, let's just hit the rewind button a little bit. So it's the beginning of September. Right. Just after Labor Day, and and uh, I mean, I thought maybe we would look at this case like we're discussing a case, you know, a case study in a business school, uh, which you've been to, or a teachers' college, or yep. I, I don't know, principals. Is there a principals' school? I don't think so. But uh, and I kind of empathize with the principal, right? Because as far as I know, I mean, it's a new job. It's, you're all excited about your new job, and you walk, you walk down the hall and into your office. Um, you know, I finally made it to the top, and uh, I'm the boss of this school. By mid-morning, perhaps there's a little scuttlebutt in the teacher's lounge, and, and by lunch, you probably know there's a problem. So, Al, you're the principal. You're the principal. Play along with me. What would you have done on that very first day? What, if, you were, if you were in charge, if you were management, what would you have done on that very first day? Well, I, I, I think... As a, as a manager, I think that it would have made sense to have a sit down with that particular teacher and understand their rationale for the attire that they had chosen in our professional environment 
in our school as a role model to have a discussion about appropriateness. That's what I would have done. Right. However, are we in a different climate now? <laughs> well, there's not a lot of transparency. Like if a teacher or anyone leaves for health reasons, we, we're not allowed to know, just for privacy reasons. Sure. So I, I get all that. But in this situation, there hasn't been a lot of transparency either. We don't know what discussions took place. Is that fair to say? We do not know. So we even on that if, first day, right? We do not know if, of, if those dis- any of those discussions took place, nor do we know if this had already been an issue when the individual, the teacher, was being hired. Right. And that potentially this had already been, for lack of a better term, condoned. Right. Or um, now a more experienced manager, I mean, maybe a more experienced principal. I mean, it's the first day, as far as I understand, it's her first day as a principal on the job. Is that your understanding? First day as a principal on the job, so, but not the first day at OT at Oakville Trafalgar High School. My understanding was that this principal was previously a vice principal at the high school a few years ago. Well, that makes sense, though. You're, right. a, you're a teacher. You, you, maybe you get your Master of Education. Right. You work somewhere as a vice principal, and then you work your way up in your principal. And it's like, this to me is the nightmare, nightmare, nightmare scenario for the principal. First day... On the job, so I, you know, I'm 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 watching from kind of afar. I I had two kids that used to go to that school and mercifully don't anymore. So I, I'm not in the. I don't need to worry about it too much. Right. But it is. But I have to admit, and I'm just being honest here. When I first heard about it, I I kind of laughed, right? And it's it's I I figured this was either a gigantic kind of f you to the system or to somebody, right? Which was rumored. Again, there's a lot of rumors, a lot of gossip, but there's not a lot of transparency because you can't really confirm anything. Um, or maybe this. I mean, again, I'm just being honest. Maybe the person's like suffering from s- mental illness or some some sort Absolutely. of mental illness. Absolutely, that's because what we had thought. whatever, however you characterize it, um, it was a provocative act. If you've ever seen, we're not going to show the pictures, but if you can Google the pictures, you can Google the pictures. It's a, this was a pr- over the top provocative right. act. To be fair, again, we don't know the actual conversations or sequence of events that took place, but to be fair, the principal, the principal may have sought guidance from the board. Right. The tr- not the trustees, but the board, the directors, the HR director, and they may have told the principal, you can do nothing. Yes. To be fair. However, no. the principal perhaps should have thought or considered that the events that took place afterwards, such as the international, you know, media sensation that had become, could take place, and this could have an impact on the principal, on the school, on the board, etc. But clearly, that wasn't thought through. Yeah, I, I mean, she lost control of the situation, to put it mildly. So. We don't know what happened, but basically, uh, maybe she talked to her own vice principals. Maybe she talked to her superior, superior who would have been at the board. And from my point of view, it looks like every, no one wants to get sued, right? No one, she doesn't want to get sued. The board, and then she goes to the board, and they don't want to get sued, so they push it to the province. 
and the province and and the teachers union and eventually they push it back to the schools uh, to the board saying you know you've got there are kind of rules in place here. You you deal with it yourself. Is that am I correct in that? Pretty much. Yeah. That's that's a fair assessment. But unfortunately, if there wasn't pressure put on the school board and province, I don't know that we would be anywhere close to a resolution of this. Right. And we're not a hundred percent there. It, the province directed the board to institute a dress code policy. Which, by the way, the parents that have been active have basically just said, please, can we have a dress code that is the same as the student's dress right. code? Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's hypocritical. Um, but, but they it, have a collective it, bargaining it, agreement that the, the teachers do and the kids don't. Correct. Right? So correct. you can tell kids to do whatever – don't do as I say, do as, you know, do as I say, not as I do, right? You just, you're not allowed to wear you know, halter tops or tank tops. No, or no, of course shorts not. And and, but, like but, but regardless, the province and the Ontario College of Teachers and uh, other bodies came to the conclusion that the board had the tools to deal with this, but chose not to deal with it because they felt that they would be infringing on the Ontario Human Rights Code. And that's kind of what they stood behind. So, I mean, you're a parent in this situation where people are getting more and more angry because what I understand, too, is you weren't told a lot. And it's like two or three months passed before parents are even allowed, given a forum to speak to the board. Is that correct? The like late, uh, in late November, so September, October, November. That's right. The parents effectively were shut down to discuss this matter. And, right. and that that... Aggravated a lot of people, and right. and we felt that, you know, th this is pretty arrogant on behalf of the board, not consulting the parents, which they said that they did not have a legal obligation to do in this particular case because it was an HR matter. Right. But at the end of the day, what's well, your kids? Too. It's your kids, and they're unfortunately because of the international media um, um, sensation and uh, attention. Unfortunately, because of this is such a polarizing issue, there were bomb threats leveled against the school. Yes. There were uh, there was uh, intimidation against teachers all kind at the school, all kinds of nasty stuff that occurred because of this polarizing uh, issue of this uh, trans teacher that was inappropriately dressed. And it's not even a trans. It's not even a transgender issue. This is a in our in our in in our view, it was a professionalism issue, a dress code issue. Right. And so, the board originally, their original position or existing position is to support uh, just people that are transitioning in general. So they were supporting this teacher in in general terms, right? As they as should. their right to do whatever they want to do in the uh, professional. Exactly. I mean, that's what that again to, with regards to your your. Uh, previous comments you know how would we how would this be dealt with in a in a workplace in a in a professional corporate workplace i, I think it, it everybody probably would has have been handled very quickly and swiftly probably for, and for whatever reason this yes. wasn't yes it wasn't and then and and as you say there's bomb threats or and some of them were just called safety threats but in a document that i received there were bomb threats on november 16th november 17th november 20th november 21st 
December 14th, December 16th, December 19th. That's a lot of bomb threats. So how many how many bomb threats is is too many? Well, yeah, I mean and So and, it got real. Shit, I mean as I would think shit got real. It's it's kind of funny from my point of view and it's like an amusing uh little cocktail party chatter. Right. But then until there's bomb threats and then Shit gets real at that point. Absolutely, right? shit gets real. And because, like, what what are you doing to protect my kids? Right, hundred percent. So, what did they? What did the? What was? What was the messaging you were getting during? Because some of these bomb threats were happening, and you didn't necessarily even know about them. Is that correct? Yes, some of them were disclosed, uh, but some were not um, because they were not deemed to be uh, credible. Um, right, but again. You know, it, who's to determine which is a credible threat and not? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you'd prefer to have no bomb threats or no threats whatsoever. But um, as this situation continued to spin out of control, right, uh, not being managed, um, we felt that, you know, the communication was uh, becoming more and more convoluted. Um, and so, so, they just, and so that's why that's why parents decided ultimately to get active, right? right. And that's when the lawyers get involved, which is always uh, uh, unfortunate, of course. So the lawyers are involved, so everything's fine now, right? So well, I wouldn't say fine. I mean, well, law- I'm joking, of course. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I know there's lots of lawyers in Oakville. Some steps from the school, right? Yeah. So if you need a lawyer, just throw yeah, throw yeah, a for rock, sure. right? For so, sure. Um, and, and that's. You know, I think I, you know, I, I sued someone in small claims court once and, you know, what it's like once in somebody's told me at the time, as soon as you do that, the horse is out of the barn, right? So you can't get the horses back in the barn. So the idea from the beginning was probably to avoid legal liability. And I'm not, a, certainly not a lawyer, but of course that all backfires because now the lawyers are involved. And even a document that you sent me, I can tell lawyers are kind of involved because it's there's now a chronology and all the dates and right everything's laid out and what happened and when right. So because because I'm not paying attention and not, things are not being I'm not taking giving a hundred percent attention and there's not a lot of transparency. So I'm I'm like reading the Oakville Beaver or the right. Toronto Star or the the Sun or the uh, Papers in England are carrying this, and the New York Post is carrying this. Fox News is carrying this. Absolutely, Tucker Carlson's all over Tucker it. Tucker Carlson's over <laughs> it. All so, over it. You know that's a good sign. So I mean, they they were attempting to politicize it. So so we're 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 tempers flaring at some of these events. Well, the the events were few and far between. I mean, the tempers were flaring online and and via letters and right. via uh, appeals to the trustees and the board. But there were in person protests and things. There were there were in person protests and they, they, the unfortunately, so at the protests, the pro, some of the protests attracted people that were not part of the school. Right. Uh, that were whatever. Protesting whatever. Protesting whatever, uh, right? Uh, uh, People's Party, convoy right. protesters, et cetera. That's not what this is about. The end of the day, this- and Rebel News was there. Right, Rebel News. And the end of the day, um, for those that had a vested direct interest, it was about ensuring the safety of the school and trying to get an answer from the board in terms of how are you going to deal with this? And back to your original question, why, isn't, why, why wasn't this thought through at the beginning? 
What did you think was going to happen here? Did you right. think that we're on a different universe now where anything goes with regards to um, decorum and dress in the workplace, et cetera? It's like, so I think that's where the biggest mistake was made, not extrapolating where this was going and being so risk averse, right, right with regards to legal liability that, right. you know, maybe they were frozen. Um, never mind. There are others who believe that the board has a particular agenda with regards to diversity, inclusion, equity, et cetera. But we have no proof of that. And that's irrelevant in this case, because I think it's, right. it's just all about, it's all about professionalism and dress code. And, and again, this, and then the safety of the kids too, right? So it's yeah. just that extra little, little thing when you bring in bomb threats, it gets a little more. Yeah. I mean, remove the problem, bomb threats go away. It's very simple. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Well, then I, and then I had heard, uh, again, just through the media, that the teacher actually suffered an injury and wasn't even at work, which I didn't know for two months. Right. And then the principal is off, which I don't doubt at all, for whatever reason, medical leave probably. We don't know. We have so no, no one knows, no yeah. one, but it, it's not a coincidence to me, right? It's It's not shocking that they're both out of the situation, which is probably should have happened earlier. I feel I feel sorry for for the principal. I really do. I have a lot of empathy for the principal, but cuz you're like you're not trained to do this stuff. No. So she you almost need a uh, you need a, an office down the hall with legal uh, counsel a now. Absolutely. And, and you know, as a parent I was asked by the Toronto Star um, as a parent uh, cuz I'm not officially part of Students First. That's another group. Right. That is a group that is a fantastic group that got together and uh, um, What's it called again? Students, students First Ontario. So it's that's, that's the parents that got together. It's to... basically a group of OT parents that right. wanted to take and are continuing to take a very high road approach to tackling this right. professionally okay. and uh, um, appealing to um, those who might influence this situation in a, in a positive direction. Um, but... It, long story short, um, I was also asked by the Toronto Star as a parent to give a quote, and we had a discussion. And you know, the, the Star kind of felt that the principal was being thrown under the bus here in, right. in a, in a Started. irreconcilable position, right. right? In terms of like, damned if they do, damned if they it's don't. Kind of above her pay grade. Totally, I, I, I get that. We could have started right from when this individual was hired, if they had been presenting themselves with that dress with the costume, because it is a costume, it's, you know, right. I, again, I, you know, what, what are, what are, what are the limits of gender expression? I don't know. Are we in a different realm right now? <laughs> we, right. You know what I mean? Like, well, I guess this is, is how we figure it out. We just uh, have to plow through situations like right, this. Like right. Right. And so like you're saying, it's a case study. It's a test case. I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty liberal guy. Same here. I'm slightly, uh, you know, perhaps a little left of center compared to most people right. in, in this neighborhood, but at the same time, this got to be, this is a, almost ridiculous. It, this it, is a ridiculous I, I, I saw a great quote that I continue to use. It makes a mockery of equity, right? right. So if you, I believe very much in equity. Well, and the next, I've seen that too. The next trans person that comes along is going to think, think twice or, or, or whatever. It just makes it harder for the next trans right. person. Right. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't. Um, and, uh, you know, if this had been dealt with swiftly, then I don't think the trans community would have 
potentially been, not that they are suffering, but the trans community wouldn't have been uh, vilified as much by those who seek right. harm to them. Right. Right. And it's just people are, uh, certain people are threatened by the, just the transition. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, for a lot of people, I mean, it's, it's a very conservative area in general. Right. Southeast Oakville. That said, there, I know a lot of parents that do have trans children and are, have, you know, kind of faced it in a mature way and been very supportive of their children as they've transitioned. And it's not uncommon in this neighborhood. It's almost like how gay rights were, I don't know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, because it's... uh, it's all new. It's all right. kind of, in my opinion, uncharted territory. Right. So, there were there were a number of labor lawyers who were consulted from Toronto uh, and elsewhere, leading labor lawyers who just said, "You know what? I don't really want to touch this because yeah. the this this is uh, this is new ground now and very sensitive ground." Um, I'm not saying it's a it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying it is right. This is a this is a very, this is a bit of a sensitive area. You know, you know, you don't want to be the you don't want to be the law firm or the lawyer that's that's labeled the uh, anti-trans, anti-trans, yeah. anti-LGBTQ, right, et cetera. Right. So, and it just you know it may not be worth it. So, I mean, so you went to this, you went to a meeting the other day. Any news out of that out of that meeting for the students first uh, Ontario? Well, basically, um, the uh, the meeting concluded that we are anticipating a positive announcement. Uh, in and around March 1st with right. regards to the board right. implementing a teacher's dress code, right. which they have been told by the by the province that uh, they should be doing and that they have the tools to do so. Uh, same as with the Ontario College of Teachers, which so, is the body that anybody can complain to about a particular teacher in Ontario. Um, the January 3rd, the board passed a motion to develop a professionalism policy for staff to include standards of dress and decorum, and that was going to be delivered. So are they going to deliver that report or their solution by March 1st? There's an interim report that apparently should be available in mid-February. Okay. And then a final report or policy March 1st. We're hoping that that's the case and then that this issue becomes resolved and that uh, this becomes uh, a test case for other boards in Ontario because apparently everybody's looking to what Halton District School Board is going to be doing and <laughs> from the rest of Ontario and Canada because, right. you know, this could be coming. They got all the PhDs on the case here. Right, so exactly. To... So, you know, let's 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 figure this out. So I was going to say, is, so is the problem over? We It's almost, we figure it's almost, it's there. It's we're close. We're close, but at the meeting, there was a lot of apprehension about, you know what, we're not done yet. Let's, you know, are, is there a way that, you know, someone somehow, you know, again, cynically, some people believe that there's hidden agendas here. Right. Uh, and um, that um, they, they're going to, they're going to, there might be a challenge to the. But even uh, the most the, radicalized the bureaucrat. Um, would have to concede that this is like this was way over the line. I would think if you're just being reasonable, I, I don't know. That's, I agree. It's you, uh, know. you know anything anything goes uh, is 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 uh, not a solution. It, it it's not it's not a a way to present. I mean, again, you you know you've seen the uh, 
the analogies, right? What if a woman was transitioning to a man and decided to walk around the school with a massive protruding dildo? <laughs> like, right. Like, and it's it's absurd, right? So we're in that we're in the theater of the honestly. I mean, if you want to be you know comical about this, it's like the theater of the absurd. So what what do the kids think of all of this? I mean, we kind of I, I don't lose sight of the kids, but um, the kids. I mean, I I've heard again. It's all everything is gossip because there's not a lot of transparency. But right. So I hear that a lot of the kids. I mean, maybe the kids are just a little more liberal than their conservative parents, which is normal. So the kids are somewhat supportive of this, but there's, I've certainly seen interviews with kids that are just tired of the attention and they want are. to move on with their lives. I, I so. think the majority of the kids, you know, are kind of like, whatever, move on. Right. It doesn't bother us that much, especially if we're not in that class. Right. Until the bomb threats and the disruption to right. um, classroom activities occurred and learning and trying to, you know, get into universities and whatnot, um, it, it's a massive disruption, right? right? And that's kind Well, kinda... kids were sent home just once or twice, though. Correct. With these bombs. And then they started just not sending them home. Right, but but it, but it affected the school culture to so, some degree. Right. Um, so it's not fun going to school anymore. Right. For some kids, it was not fun going to school for... I mean, there was... It would be a, traumatizing for yeah, some Yeah, there was people. a spectrum of... There was a spectrum of a, a upsetness, if that's a word, or trauma. Right. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, who needs that, right? And in school, you want to be a safe place. You want to focus on learning and sports and... and uh, do the kids get, like, help, like, counseling? Or do they, like, did they get extra counseling? Yeah, the, you know, the, the, the school communication with regards to this situation was, was pretty good. Um, but it was so frequent that, you know, there was a lot of eye-rolling going on and... It was too much then. Yeah, almost, you know, too much. So they were overcompensating. They were, and, and not addressing the situation directly at all. Right. You know, vaguely saying, we know that our school has been subject to a lot of media attention, but not talking about the situation at all. Right. End of the day, the kids, I think, felt that there should be a dress code for teachers that's the same as students. Well, okay. Let's, say, let's pretend I'm an extreme right-wing Sure. Power guy. Why couldn't they? Why couldn't they have just fired this teacher immediately? Like, is did they, they didn't want to? The under the human rights code, there's the way that I understand it now. So I've been currently educated. I would have known this previously, but the the way that the human Ontario human rights code is written, there is a huge gray area with regards to gender expression and somebody transitioning. Right. And there is no mention of dress. So I think the board, the board basically said we are we have been advised by leading human rights and labor lawyers and have been advised that we can do nothing. Okay, I'd like to know right. who those lawyers are and what they're based. Right. I think it's all it's all risk mitigation. But if they right, this teacher's motivation maybe she, she was just trying to get fired. So like, pay me the, the last twenty years of my contract. Uh, I'll take that. Uh, but I guess there could be damages beyond that, and I guess Absolutely. there's a precedent as well. Absolutely. And so I, everyone starts showing up. In when this whack. started, I was I thought this is going to go away in a few days, not a week. You know, this is Corporal Klinger tr from Mash trying to get right. a, a massive payout, or you know, get, <laughs> get right get, get booted out of the army, 
right? And then, and then it went on and on and on. And then, and then what impressed me, she was committed to the bit. I mean, if if it was a bit, like if you're a comedian, you're committed. Like this is not this is lasting more than a day, a week, right. a month. Uh, this is he's she is committed to the bit, which was impressive to me. Actually, uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And so. so, and that's and then and then that's kind of when everything started ratcheting up with regards to uh, measures and countermeasures and parents organizing. I mean, you have to understand, there's no way for parents to naturally organize. People have to do it, you know, very personally, right? right? I have to talk to my friends who then have to talk to their friends, who have to talk to their neighbors, who then somebody has to set up a website. So and, it's like, let's do something about this. Right, let's do no something about this, right? no one else is doing this, something, right? so we gotta right. do and, and so I honestly believe without the, the pressure that the parents created, in addition to, unfortunately, having to create more media awareness, uh, and I say unfortunately because, sadly, more media awareness means that some nut job somewhere yeah. is going to call in a bomb threat, right? Well, I saw comedians, American comedians, it was part of their act and stuff. Right. I saw the joke. It, it made it around the world. Absolutely. So, so. And so, because it's... it's uh, this person is breaking boundaries, and that's why this was such a head scratcher. Yeah, um, and uh, it shouldn't have been because, again, right? If I had walked into place of business X Y Z, I I worked at Microsoft. If, if I right. worked, if I walked into Microsoft dressed like this as transitioning, I, you know, it just it, it, that that wouldn't have uh, In that, that wouldn't have held water, right? But well, most I, most corporate environments, they're they're here for the bottom line. And yeah, and, and and at the end of the day, you're interrupting it, our correct. flow of profit. Absolutely. Of at the end of the day, it's kind of fine. You're transitioning, transition. But why the getup? Right. Why the Halloween costume? Right. You know, again, there there are boundaries regardless of I think what community you're in with regards to professionalism and 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 teaching kids and. Well, uh, where where do we go from here? We're just waiting for this. Uh, Final, what we hope is a final report. Right? What we hope is a final report and a, and a, and a, uh, a new policy, a dress code policy for teachers in the Halton District School Board. Um, Which sounds complicated because that would probably have to be bargained in their collective bargaining. Apparently right? not. No. Apparently it's not. It, it doesn't have to be bargained. I th that w isn't necessarily 100% correct. Um, right. But that's why you have a lot of lawyers, right? That's why there's lawyers involved and whatnot. Right. But I can't see the union necessarily standing condoning this, right? Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's just uh is 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 a is a is a is a school environment that much different that there have to be separate dress codes? Right, for the for, teachers. For and teachers students. and students? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, am I missing are we missing something here? I don't think so. That's ultimately what it comes down to. That's ultimately what it comes down to, right? Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming, Al. Appreciate the, the chat. So thanks for it's coming. Great. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you have a comment or if you want to be on the show, send me an email at connectionsvideopod at gmail.com. And please subscribe.